empowered by the Constitution, strengthened by the Bill of Rights, the American citizen was bestowed with the power and responsibility of civic engagement. Today, your voice is needed now more than ever, yet barriers stand in the way. How to start, where to begin, it can be confusing and overwhelming. We're here to help you take that leap, breaking down those barriers, providing you with the tools and knowledge to take on civics undaunted. Hey everyone, can't wait for you to listen to this episode. Just wanted to mention that in this episode, we discuss a few uh, different political organizations on the left side of the spectrum. The Civics Institute does not endorse any one political party or the other, but we want to bring to light the diversity of views of everyone on the political spectrum and the reality that your perception of left, right, or center can change based on where we live, where we grow up, etc. So enjoy this episode, enjoy the discussion, and thank you for listening to Civics Undaunted. Hello, everyone. Today, I am speaking with Ryan Colvard. He is the lead singer for the band Big Damn Heroes and a community volunteer in his hometown of Springfield, Missouri. Ryan and I became friends a few years ago through our mutual appreciation for the TV show Firefly. Today, we turn our focus from the vast unknown of space to what's truly possible in your own hometown. A couple of weeks ago, Ryan made a moving post on social media about how rewarding it is to be even slightly involved with local organizations in your community. This is the type of thing that is exactly what our podcast is trying to encourage, so I'm excited to have him here today to talk about that very subject. Ryan, welcome to Civics Undaunted. Hey, thank you. Thank you for having me. Pleasure to have you. So to start off, I'll just ask you to share a little bit about yourself and and kind of your journey and how you got here today. It's a little background for everybody. Uh, Well, um... I was someone who uh, spent most of their life probably just kind of mildly interested in politics on like the grand electoral uh, stage of it. Um, Never really gave a lot of thought to local um, community activism. Um, And when in the, say in like the, the teens, especially the late teens became very disillusioned with electoral politics. Um, saw what in my mind was a, a systemic failure of, of politics on that stage. And like, I think a lot of people became very frustrated, very, very angry with uh, the way things were shaking down and not really didn't really know how to channel that into a constructive in a, in a constructive way. Um, and so I began to reach out, I began to look into um, alternative sources or alternative ways to become engaged in, um, in politics. And I hadn't really dawned on me to um, pursue things like mutual aid 
or uh, community activism at that point. Um, so then, of course, COVID happened. And then right when I made that decision, of course, we went into lockdown. Um, so then I had, of course, you know, even more, nothing but time on my hands. So more, you know, more research. You have, you know, your screen became your window to the world. Um, all of our extracurriculars, you know, of course, were taken away. So it's not like the band was doing anything. And, you know, um, you find yourself doom scrolling, you know, every day. And absolutely, things just seem to get worse and worse. Um, but um, I kind of really got into podcasts around that time. And um, political podcasts, especially, um, and started to listen to hear and started to hear new voices outside of, you know, the big tent, I guess, like political parties or whatever. Um, so I said, I, I kind of found my way um, to connecting with um, some local organizers here in town. Um, so made the decision to join the DSA um, and then looked up our local chapter, which was still fairly young, um, went to a few of their meetups, just to kind of meet people. Um, through them, um, I met the people who do Southwest Missouri Solidarity Network, um, who are like active organizers. Um, so I think that's how, and that's how I kind of, you know, tripped my way into it. Thank you for sharing that. That's not uncommon that you kind of trip your way into it. That's a really good way to explain it. Kind of similar to how I ended up getting involved too. I was at the right spot at the right time and ran into the right person. So I feel you. Um, I also think so many of us became disillusioned and frustrated in the back half of the 2010s. <laughs> yeah. I think, I mean, and I think a lot of people are, I mean, that's one of the problems with electoral politics in my, in my mind is that more people don't vote than do. And it's how do we get those people, like one to vote, which would be nice, but mm -hmm. I think to just get involved in their local communities. Cause I mean, people always talk about how, you know, locally, no one knows their neighbors anymore, quote unquote. But, you know, and that's not what I've found is that's not necessarily meaning go over and meet your next door neighbor and get to know them. I mean, they might be jerks. You don't know. Um, but it's <laughs> knowing the people in your community. Right. Um, and that's one of the big things that I've um, come to appreciate and I've and come to really enjoy about when I do get the time to go out and volunteer and, and spend time like in the street with people is these are the faces of your community. These are the people who are in your town dealing with the same problems that you're dealing with. And so, I mean, of course the organizations that I work with, um, I mean, they're socialist organizations. So they're from a very, um, you know, a material and class perspective. Um, so like, that's their focus. I mean, like Southwest Solidarity Network, they, they're, 
their organization started specifically about um, addressing the needs of houseless people in our community, which Springfield has a has a Springfield has a problem with that and does struggle with that and does fail to meet the needs of that community. And so that I mean that started as just a group of people being like, okay, we have a bunch of people outdoors. They need food. They need supplies. How do we get that to them? And so they just started doing it. And then they've managed to, through that, uh, expand their scope into labor organizing, um, you know, driving unionization efforts, um, doing things like when we marshaled for, you know, the Protect Row rallies recently, Mm -hmm. um, it was through their efforts that I met people from the the PSL, which is uh, the Party for Socialization, Socialism and Liberation here in Springfield, which I never had known there was even someone that left here in Springfield. And I thought that the DSA of the Ozarks was the most left organization here in town. Mm-hmm. Um, so when we do things like, or even doing something like break light clinics, which I'm doing one this Saturday, I'm volunteering at one, that's not taking like that's not an opportunity to to proselytize um although like we will explain our position if someone asks that's mostly just a mutual aid effort to keep people away from cops since most alter you know almost altercations with police start with traffic stops mm-hmm. and it's people who you know don't know they have lights out probably had a light out knew it can't afford to fix it and so we get out there and we set up on a corner and we fix people's taillights. That's awesome. That's a really cool event. It's actually, I'm going to, I've never seen one around me. That's a idea. They're really great. And you meet people from, you meet people from all walks of life, people you would, you would never think to, you know, probably would never engage in a conversation, mm-hmm. you know, in your day to day. Um, I mean, people from, like I said, all backgrounds. And so, you know, when you're sitting there and you're changing out their brake light or you're talking to, or you're giving them water or, you know, a snack while your partner, while your teammate changes out the brake lights, then it's like you, you would just engage in conversation mm-hmm. and it's, you know, and the, you know, the question that really comes up like, well, you know, what are you guys doing? What are you guys about? Like, and then, you know, it's like, we're. We're just helping out the community. Yeah. You know, this is who we are. And that's awesome. And brake lights do not care how much money you have or don't have. They just go. No. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a, thanks for telling me about the Southwest Missouri Solidarity Network. That's a cool origin story. And then how long have they been around for? Um, I don't know exactly. I know they're, they're not, more than a couple of years old okay um but what they have done is just i think they're less than i think four years old i don't want to speak out of turn Mm -hmm. um but what they've managed to just gain in like the few couple years like we went like their focus like now like they're in a position to where they've moved their, their focus, like they still do like their, 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 they do weekly drives with like houses, people like do weekly food drives, weekly camp 
camp supply drives. Um, and now their outreach has, like they're trying to build a local coalition between what would be disparate groups of like-minded people. So like bringing together the DSA of the Ozarks with the PSL, with Planned Parenthood, with, you know, uh, other groups who might have very specific focuses mm -hmm. um, and bring them into a network. So when, like we, when the PSL have held their like pro, like defend row rally, um, the, like the week that that news dropped, um, Solidarity Network reached out to um, like DSA and was like, hey, we need bodies to help marshal this event. So a couple of us went there, assisted with that. And then that went so well that when Planned Parenthood found themselves strapped, because like the, 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 the rally the next weekend was hosted by Planned Parenthood and the, and the Glow Center um, here in Springfield. And um, they found themselves kind of strapped for volunteers. Well, they had seen how well the previous rally went. So, re so they reached out to Solidar Solidarity Network was like, yeah, we're there. And like from all these different groups. And so that's the kind of networking that they're trying to accomplish, but on a very local level. So then yeah. when local elections come up, when like next time school boards come up, next time city council comes up, then like the next phase will be to then we're going to back candidates. We're going to put up our own candidates. We're going to, you know, drive people to get involved, to, to get involved more than just doing mutual aid efforts. Right. And just in general, easier dissemination of information, right? Mm -hmm. That's fantastic. That's a really cool thing they're doing. And it will, you know, to, to an earlier point you made, it helps knit together people. And then you just see them in the community, at the stores, coffee shops, whatever. And mm -hmm. you feel mm -hmm. like it's more like home to, to your earlier point about knowing your neighbor. So that's fantastic. One of the questions I wanted to ask you is what does civic engagement mean to you? You've kind of given a lot of background on what you're doing. And so I just kind of wanted to pull back and say, what does civic engagement mean to you in general? Um, I think it, it probably means the same to me that it does to a lot of people in that it's hard to feel like you have any kind of power um, to improve the world on like a greater scale. Like when you see like politicians and you know, um, people on like a grand scale, um, you know, I mean, wax academic about all these issues that people are facing and then very little actually trickles down to people on the ground. And so it's like, yeah, I can, I can hit a like button. I can hit a retweet. I can donate to like a, a big organization. And then, and like that, like feels like you're doing something, but then there's no return on that feeling. Like you don't actually see a lot of the benefits of this. 100% um, agree. Whereas civic engagement is like having a direct positive impact on my town, like in our community. Um, 
these are real results that you can see, like dealing with real people that you can see and you can speak to and like you can hear their stories and um, and you meet other people from that same experience that it's like, look, we've seen all sorts of disasters like come and go and a very sad lesson that a lot of us have learned is like when things get really bad, like they're not coming to help us. Like there's a whole lot of people that just get thrown to the wolves. And if they're not going to help us, then we have to help ourselves. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's why my focus or my, and my sense of reward has come has come from helping out with mutual aid efforts because then that's building a, a coalition of, you know, class solidarity people that's like, okay, like we're here to help each other when in, you know, in need, because they're not going to give it to us. Mm-hmm. It's a great definition. I, I definitely like that definition and I resonates with exactly what we need more of is building it from the ground up. So I want to talk about your post and I'm going to state it here for the audience because when I read it, it instantly moved me. And I think we've touched on a bunch of it, but I want to give it for the world to hear. I cannot stress enough how rewarding I found even being slightly involved with local orgs and community activism has been. I've met a ton of cool people, had direct positive impact in our town, and all with the added benefit of improving my mental health along the way. Coming back from every event feels like Bill Murray at the end of Scrooge, and I love it. It is very easy to get sucked into feeling powerless or frustrated in what appears to be an increasingly dystopian world. The first and easiest step is to just show up. For me, it's been our local DSA and the Southwest Missouri Solidarity Network, but there are so many more orgs here in town that I promise there's something in your wheelhouse you can help with show up. You touch on so many good things with that, the power of showing up, getting involved. And I particularly like that you mentioned mental health and we've kind of talked around the edges of it with feeling helpless, but I would love to just go into what exactly inspired you to write that. Is there specific something that happened or just general culmination of feelings? And then B, to kind of go into a little bit of the mental health stuff and how it helps. Sure. Um, Going back to um, what I had mentioned earlier about being very frustrated and disillusioned um, with uh, the power structures that have like a grand influence in our lives. And I kind of touched on it in the post and it's like feeling powerless and frustrated. Um, when you feel like nothing you do matters and that, you know, um, the bad guys are always winning. No one's coming for you. Like there's no help to be had. Like there's no cavalry coming over the hilltop. Like that, all that frustration and anger and resentment, um, has to go somewhere. And in my case, it, it became very internalized and it turned inward. 
Um, and then you find yourself just in a constant state of anger and frustration over every little thing that, you know, that goes wrong, then it's a, suddenly a catastrophe. And it's because, well, I can't control anything else. I can control this one thing and it didn't work right. So now like everything's ruined. And that kind of internal, like catastrophizing things, it's, it's from a sense of, of powerlessness. It's from a sense of, I have no control over my life. So I have to control the things in my life that I have like physical contact with the things that I can control. And it can lead you to a really dark place. Um, and, you know, for, and for me, it did. And to the point where like, I was just miserable all the time. And because I have a tendency to, to like doom scroll and, you know, look at all these things like, you know, that are like going wrong or like, you know, are horrific to, 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 to view from the sidelines. I was so mad, but I would, you know, I would vent, like I would talk about them. And then eventually like my wife system was like, well, if you're so mad about it, go do something about it. And so it was like, you know what? All right. I will. So that was initially like, that was like the first like kind of push to, to actually get involved. And that's when I looked up like DSA, the Ozarks and stuff like that. And then, um, like, and and when I made that decision, like, I didn't know it was just, I have all this energy. I'm just going to point it into a direction and like fire. Totally. Like that, no idea what I was doing. No idea. Like what organizing meant, you know, like what mutual aid even really looked like just add abstract concepts in my head. So, but it was like, all right, you know what? Fine. Boom. Here we go. We're going to pick a direction and go. And so that's, um, I think what I mean by when I say like the first and easiest step is just to show up. Like you don't have to know anything. Like Mm -hmm. you don't have to know how to do any of this stuff. Like my first, my first, the first event that I volunteered for was a brake light clinic. And I just, I went and I just held a sign on a street corner for like two hours, you know, and like talk to people, you know, when I would, when I would, if I wasn't holding a sign, I was like running waters to people who were getting their lights checked. I was just engaging with people. I was, you know, swapping people in and out. And it was like, I was, you know, I was being a gopher and a sign holder, but it felt so amazing because for the first time I was actually doing something and Mm -hmm. and it sounds, I mean, it sounds ridiculous to hear secondhand, but when you're, when you have such a ball of energy with nowhere to go and then you finally get to send it somewhere, like the, it felt like, I mean, it felt like a whole new day. Like the, the, you know, weight was lifted off my shoulders. I was, you know, and so, you know, my, my mental health improved. I, I felt better about the world around me because now I've engaged with people here that I know that have been going through the same thing, want the same things, I, are doing something about it. And like, and that was just, and that was the easiest step was just, was just doing it. Like, you know, going to a, you know, one DSA Ozarks meeting 
you know, at a park and then they have been like, Hey, we need people to volunteers for this brake light clinic that, you know, solid internet networks, but not, it's like, well, I mean, sure. I can do that. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know anything about organizing or, you know, or like logistics of like giving supplies to people or doing, I don't know anything about that, but I can stand there and hold a sign. Like I can give someone water. Like, these are not, you know, complicated, difficult things. They just needed bodies mm-hmm. to do those things. And then, you know, that kind of like grew into, you know, meeting, you know, more people from, the PSL or Solidarity Network. And then it's like, hey, we need people to to marshal this rally. I didn't even know what marshalling a rally meant. You know, and then talking to people, it's like, we just need people to keep rallyers safe. And mm-hmm. if things if things start to get heated because we're going to have counter-protesters, like, are you a type of person that can put yourself in between them and our rallyers? Can you defuse situations? You know, can you... You know, are you able to to handle that stress or take that risk? And I was like, well, hell, I mean, I was a bouncer for five years. Yeah, I can do this. And it's like, so that was just something. And it's not like, you know, and it's not even having to like be physical. It's just being, you know, willing to diffuse situations and put, you know, intercede. And it breaks up the tension. I can do that. So, you know, start doing that. And so it's just increasing from there. Yeah, I I think so many people feel that it's this big giant thing and really it's just a bunch of small things and eventually they'll pull on your skill set, right? Yeah. Like not everybody people... can be a marshal, but you can. Right, exactly. And like and there are people who are, you know, a lot of very brave people who are, you know, don't have my background, but they're willing to dive in there and and do that too. And there are people who are like if you're really good at just, you know, Excel spreadsheets, like someone has to do like that too, you know? And it's like, so someone's got to do it. And like, not all the works, you know, I mean, some of it's going to be admin stuff. Some of it's going to be logistical stuff. And it's like, they need those people to do that too. That is how I got involved with being a treasurer. Because <laughs> I was good <laughs> with numbers. <laughs> Um. Yeah. Well, I for one am glad that you you found that and were able to get involved. Um, I think it is a good thing for anybody to do. And I think one of the things, also from a people think it's really hard, is to how do I find an organization? You know, what causes do I want to? support and you said you like looked up dsa of the ozarks had you heard of them before or how did you kind of stumble across and find that's that's who i want to go and see a meeting of and see if it's for me um well i had heard of like a lot of organizations like there are a lot of organizations here in town um of course everyone with their own focus i had kind of i'd gotten interested in the dsa um through the bernie campaign Mm -hmm. um that was probably uh my first introduction to actually doing like actual like socialist reading and like practice 
and like how this how modern socialism works or at least democratic socialism mm-hmm. um and so like that was something that um was like my, my initial interest because that was i mean that was a very energetic campaign you know, i had a lot of momentum um i knew that the dsa had local chapters um I didn't at the time know that there was one of the Ozarks. So I just went to the DSA website and they have a directory of all their local chapters. And it's like, Oh, Hey, there's one here. So look them up on Facebook, look them up on Twitter. Um, and then basically like they just had posted like, Hey, we're, if you're interested, you know, message us or DM us. And like, we're going to have a meetup that come say hi. Um, mm-hmm. And so, I mean, and just went. Um, but like, the, like is, you know, like I said, one of the things that like Solidarity Network's doing is trying to build coalitions with places like like Glow Center or AIDS Project of the Ozark and things like that. Um, who are like, again, like a lot of activists, like community activist groups, like they're just, their focus is more on in other areas and like, we're coming from like a more just a materials class position mm-hmm. to try to build a coalition of all these different groups. Yeah. They're doing some of the hardest work. So the, the takeaway there for me, for the listener is it's not that hard to find a group. If you just start searching things that you're interested in, cause it sounds like yeah, it's just a and, generic internet rabbit hole. Yeah. And that, I mean, that's really what it was for me and it wasn't, and it wasn't that, long or that hard and like i had heard of like other groups like i had heard of like glow center and stuff like that like before that um like before i before i had like come out as pan and like like i knew these organizations existed i didn't know what their influence was in the community i just knew they were big abstract kind of groups um mm-hmm. like i've now i and what we're what, again what we're hoping to do is like yeah we can bring this group in support their events like we bring this group support their events like and then now when local politics comes into play now here's all these different groups that we can build an actual like big tent over like mm-hmm. okay we're going to be a solid base here in springfield like let's move forward as a block and actually like slip like you know consolidate our power here as, as workers yeah that's that's how you slowly win yeah you know, it, i mean because i mean the right's been doing it for for years and they've been very successful at it unfortunately like they, they they dominate local politics especially in places like missouri mm-hmm. and so and it's not that there's not people there to counterbalance that it's that there's a lot of people who don't know what to do don't know where to go don't know who to you know, how to like join up. And so, yeah, they're unorganized. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. They're unorganized. It's weird how the words end up actually making sense once you start to do the work. Right. 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 Um, you know, one of the things that Firefly really sticks out for me is Captain Mouse quote about, we may have been on the losing side. Still not convinced it's the wrong one. And that's really stuck with me in the work I've done the last five years because for a long time I was on the losing side as we were trying to change town politics in uh, my town of Hamden. 
And I think it's a feeling that so many people go through when they're fighting those uphill battles for their causes. And I just kind of wanted to dive in and have you tell me about what's it like to be actually working on these causes, on these, you know, now that you're beyond just holding the sign, you're actually doing that networking work. The Tao of Mao. I do love that. Um, <laughs> I think just to springboard off of that quote specifically, um, sure. I think what every activist or, or an organizer, an idea that they have to reckon with is that you're you're going to lose. Like you're going to lose and you're going to lose and you're going to lose. Um, it doesn't make the fight worthless. Um, like you're going to lose when it comes to, you know, it, I mean, city council is going to, they're going to pass an ordinance that says, you know, that's going to criminalize homelessness. But, and like, you're going to, you're probably going to lose that fight because, you're probably going to be in an area that, you know, is going to be, you know, real nimby about it and doesn't, you know, and it's been like, yeah, yeah, we should totally, you know, do put these people somewhere else, do something like that. And it's like, okay, but so you're going to lose that fight, but these people still need help. And so it's like, okay, well, don't worry about that fight. Like that fight was not the, like that was just one, one fight. It wasn't the war. Right. And it wasn't mm-hmm. the immediate need. Worry about the immediate need. Um, the thing or, you know, something like the brake light clinics or anything. These are it's like, look, you're not going to be able to change the law anytime soon. You're not going to be able to change policing in Springfield, Missouri, much less the United States right now. Mm-hmm. What you can do is address the actual needs of people and avoid having them inter- interact with police entirely, you know. You can address their needs right now. Um, so, like, and that's, I guess that's my my big thing. Like, especially when, when you, if you try to put it in Malcolm Reynolds' terms, um, yeah, like, he lost the war, right? Like, the, uh, the alliance is the imperial force. Like, Malcolm Reynolds and his crew are not going to change the way the verse works. They're going to change mm-hmm. the, you know, but what they can do is affect people, actual people in need on the outer rims where they're at. Um, like it was a, I mean, it was a choice to harbor river and Simon. It's a choice to give the medicine back in the train job. It's a choice to do all of the, what is considered outlaw stuff when all they're really doing is helping people mm-hmm. and, and there are times when like, I mean, there are places and times where, yeah, it's, it's, it's considered illegal. Like it's illegal to give, you know, people like houses, people food or give them equipment, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it's not, it's in a gray area of the law here. You know, like, and there are places here in town where you can't do that. Like it's, it's illegal to, you know, offer services, like we, we do, but we're going to mm-hmm. do it anyway. 
Like, yeah, sure, we lost the war. Like, there, we, there's no electoral path to power right now in southwest Missouri to affect the kind of broad changes we want to do. So, yeah, we lost that war. Like, we're on the losing side of that. We're still on the right side of it, though. Like, we're still going to do this stuff. Love it. So that's, I, that's kind of the way I see it. Yeah, and, and I think what really stuck with me from what you said is you can still affect people's lives. Yes. I think that's really powerful and something that anybody can take away with. If you get involved, you can affect people's lives for the better. Yeah. And, and I sorry, I was just saying, like, no, one of the it. things that, that really, like, like, was what, like, kind of drove me into it is like there's a big difference between like say donating twenty dollars to a campaign mm-hmm. right just a big tent twenty like political campaign which is is which is necessary and which is needed but that's not the same kind of feeling you're going to get when you hand somebody something that they actually need right and like directly improve their life mm-hmm. so like and it's and while the big tent stuff like the big circus stuff is fine what's necessary now like on the left like you know in your local community is the people in your community you can actually help and actually improve the quality of their lives right and it all feeds into each other right so taking your southwest missouri network right you're doing all this good mutual aid work and then school board election time comes you know jim gets elected to the school board, all of a sudden you have someone that you've been in the trenches with on the school board. And then that gets them into the till of, oh, well, he was a good school board member for four years. And then it's like the city council or whatnot. And that's when it all kind of congeals <laughs> together of mm-hmm. doing both sides of it and getting that bigger change pass. And all of a sudden you have people that do the work in the places where the work needs to be done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. And then, and that's how, I mean, that's how, like, that's how, I mean, I mean, that's how Stacey Abrams came into prominence. That's how AOC came into prominence. Um, and like they were, they started organizing on like local levels. I mean, that's how Bernie came, Bernie. Um, but like, you know, no one's going to, like, we're going to have to do it ourselves. No one's going to, no one's going to swoop in from on high and, meet the material needs of people in your community if you don't if you don't do it 100% 100% agree so with that i think i'm going to ask the last two questions that i have for you one i think you've covered pretty good is what gives you the motivation to keep going i think we just hit that really well and then the second is What's one thing a listener could do today if they wanted to show up in their community? I think if the first the first thing anyone wants to do, if they just want to do something, is that there are organizations already in place in your town. Like I guarantee and I promise you there's someone in your town doing something. Um, and... It may take thinking of like a, a big tent organization, like say DSA, and then looking for their local chapters and if seeing if there's one in your town or looking into, 
you know, if you have a local LGBTQ activist group, or if you have a local um, food kitchen, um, Mm -hmm. because I guarantee there is someone in your town doing that work. And if there is a cause, like if, if, if you want to get into LGBT activism and there's no one in your town doing it, then, then, I mean, start reaching out to other peripheral organizations like DSA or something like that and being like, Hey, I'm trying to get something off the ground. What is your advice? You know, can we, can we meet up? Can we talk? Um, um, Juneteenth is coming up. Um, there's probably a Juneteenth thing in your town at a, at a local park. Um, go there. Um, like we sit up there every year. Um, so, and like, and there's a bunch of organizations like that that are trying to build class solidarity in your town, trying to do mutual aid in your town, especially mm-hmm. if you live in a, in a place like Missouri, where it's like people of color and those communities are very underserved. And so like, like that's just start, just start showing up to, to places. Like if you see, um, you know, if you see a rally being held somewhere, if you see, you know, a meetup happening, probably you're probably at a local library. Um, if you just, it's really just picking a direction and then like pulling the trigger on it. Cause like, that's how we all got there eventually was just like, Hey, I'm going to go to this. I'm, I don't know anybody. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know anything. But I'm just going to go to somewhere and say hi and be like, Hey, I'm here. How can I help? And that's really it. it. Yeah. Love it. Thank you so much, Ryan, for taking the time to share a little bit of your story. Give some great advice. I love this conversation. So I it can't a good thank, time. You thank you enough. Um, and good luck with organizing everything with the Solidarity Network. Thank you, sir. And we'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Civics Undaunted podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, can you please head on over to podchaser.com and leave a rating or review? These ratings make a big difference and really help get our podcast noticed. So it would be much appreciated if you could go on over there. Civics Undaunted is a production of the Civics Institute, and it is produced and edited by Katie Kacharski. Please visit www.thecivicsinstitute.com to learn more. Thank you again for listening, and have a great day.